Keep up with all the local candidates and issues on NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for being back with us on NapaBroadcasting.com. Back in 2002, when Bill Dodd ran for Napa County Supervisor, most people thought he had an uphill fight. He was running against an incumbent, he had never held elective office, and it was a three-person race creating what all of us thought would be a runoff. But not Bill. He thought he could outwork, outfund, and outrun the other candidates and win outright in the primary. And he did. And this after spending a year of his own time attending Board of Supervisors meetings to prepare himself for the job. Fourteen years later, Dodd entered the race for state assembly. After switching parties, he ran against the son of a sitting state senator with powerful friends in Sacramento. Most thought he'd be lucky to run a credible race. Again, he outworked, outfunded, and outsmarted his opponents. And in a few days, he'll be assemblyman Bill Dodd. It is my pleasure to welcome Bill Dodd to NapaBroadcasting.com. Bill, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Jeff. Good to have you here. You knew all along you were going to win, right? You knew you were going to work hard to make sure you did. I knew I'd work hard, but I'm very grateful for all the support I've received from the the voting public here in District 4. Talk a little bit about the hard work, because it really was a very long and tough campaign, the primary, the general election. Did you have any idea when you got into it, and you've worked hard before, as I've talked about, and worked hard in office, but did you have any idea what it was going to take to get all the way to the finish line? Not even close. In fact, I do tell the story to, to friends, and I guess I'm going to tell it to many more people here this, today. But um, you know, if I could have a diary of what I would have to do for 18 months in order to attain this seat, I'm not talking about things, you know, just all the places I'd have to go, all the miles I'd have to log on, all the preparation, everything. Um, I don't think I would have. And, and I, I could have gone back and read that diary you know, 17 months before, here's what it'll take for you to win a race. It's unlikely that anybody in their right mind after <laughs> reading that diary would run for a public office. And the amount of fundraising involved was staggering as well. I mean, this was, particularly your primary race, a very expensive campaign. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, there was a lot of Sacramento money. Uh, but none of that Sacramento money was going to Bill Dodd. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh you know, I am so blessed to be here from the Napa Valley where we do have people that have the means to be able to contribute and certainly the understanding of the importance of this seat uh, to Napa County. And uh, without the local support of people in Napa County that I've worked for, frankly, for 14 years, uh, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today, Jeff. Also the sense, and you and I talked about this once, I think, during the campaign, that people in Sacramento didn't take it all that seriously, didn't take your race all that seriously early on, and suddenly when there was a lot of money involved and a lot of money that you had raised, suddenly people returned phone calls a lot more quickly. It was really kind of interesting. Um, I, I got in the race somewhere in July of 2013, and I would go to Sacramento frequently just to go and meet you mm-hmm. know, different people that uh, were suggested that I needed to meet. And it was in the numbers of probably over 100 people in those months. And once the financial, uh, and I would walk all over the city in and around the Capitol, nobody would ever say, hey, who are you? Or, hey, aren't you built? You know, but once the financial reporting got out, now all of a sudden they thought, boy, this guy may be credible. And 
you know, I'd be walking down the street and people come up and want to meet me. So, it, you know, in, in a way, it, um, that was a, at least a recognition that my hard work had paid right. off. But in another way, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, I, distasteful in, in, in many ways. Did it rely so much on the money aspect? Yeah, yeah. It, right? You know, it, it really shouldn't. Um, you know, I will tell you, I'll be the first one to tell you, and I've said it all during the, the general campaign. I ran against uh, two pretty strong candidates that had some very, very good ideas, some very, very good uh, platforms that, frankly, I've learned from. And uh, some of them taken as my own now, uh, <laughs> just because I thought they were, you know, were, were great ideas. And I thought it was a great campaign um, on the issues. And, and while I think the independent expenditure campaigns, you know, got involved in eight hit pieces against me. And that was in one day. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just coming left and right. But, you know, um, it was nice to uh, prevail from that. Uh, but, but I do think that campaign finance reform um, really needs to take place in the state of California and in particular around these independent expenditure campaigns. What did you learn about the rest of the district? I mean, certainly you knew Napa as well as anybody could know Napa. And as you say, it was an important part both from support and finance and everything else. But the district it was was a lot bigger. Oh, it's a lot bigger. Six counties or parts of six counties, just to kind of break it down a little bit. Um, you know, I think that, that some of the issues in Napa, the Napa faces and everything are synonymous with Solano County. And to a certain extent, because we work with Solano County, Sonoma, Napa, Solano were, are kind of interesting places within themselves. And a lot of problems or issues are homogenous. Uh, if you now now you go over to Yolo County, it's completely different. Um, you know, even within the county itself, many people and I think they jokingly refer to it as the People's Republic of Davis. But then you've got Woodland that's politically different, and then you've got Winters over there that's a really kind of cool town that's kind of got a hybrid of both of those. Uh, but certainly with the University of California over there and. Uh, there's some, uh, you know, that is part of the breadbasket of uh, California agriculture uh, there in Yolo County. It's uh, it's really um, it's really a diverse uh, county. So I think the issues are different there. Lake County. Let me just tell you, there is not a county that is in more need of government help and assistance than Lake County. Probably the highest per capita unemployment rate, the lowest capita income um, in you know in the state of California. Uh, huge environmental issues with that lake that's uh, up there, and their whole economy and their whole way of life is tied around that lake. And I think, frankly, a burgeoning agritourism industry uh -huh. that uh, uh, they've uh, that that they're all tied together. And so I think that that is going to be a a community that uh, I will be working uh, quite a bit in. And finally, Calusa County, there's about 1,500 voters up there. But uh, um, it, is, it is so interesting to think about Napa and Lake County and Davis and the university all being part of the same district. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's a, a pretty diverse mix just among those three. Oh, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, uh, but I don't think, you know, I think that um, the constituency in those areas – uh, you know, it, it seems to me are, um, you know, open, open to the needs of, uh, you know, the others, in mm -hmm. other words. 
Now that uh, you're elected, you start, I thought you started in January. We were emailing back and forth. You said you start in December, so it's, uh, it's even sooner. December 1st, I get sworn in. What do you hit the ground running doing? What, what does your agenda look like? What committees do you want to serve on? Well, you know, um, we don't, I'll tell you what I want to serve on, but I think that, uh, you know, we, we've made these requests known, but, right. you know, obviously with 80 assembly members, uh, the speaker is going to, a speaker's office and the speaker will be, uh, you know, doling out those committee assignments. Uh, certainly agriculture is something, being it from this district, that is important. Uh, I think on the social side, senior, uh, you know, issues on human services, uh, would be something that would interest me. Transportation is one that I've worked 14 years on right here on. in uh, the Bay Area, um, and also business and professions. I've you know was a businessman for 25 years and saw what state government, uh, you know, the influence they could make on uh, business and professions that interests me. And then finally, uh, governmental organizations that includes you know that's alcohol, that's gambling, and those institutions are of interest to this district because of the big wine industry presence, mm-hmm. obviously, not only in Napa, but Sonoma and Lake County. Uh, but in addition to that, I have six Indian casinos within the balance of my district. Wow. So gambling, uh, you know, whether you like it or not, is part of this district and um, uh, got to be on top of it. You're, you're the link between the Indian casinos that are there and uh, those here in Napa that don't want them. <laughs> it's an interesting mix. It is an interesting mix. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I've had a conversation with some of the tribal members about, you know, Napa County's concerns about tribes and uh, our land use issues here. And I stand behind those uh, concerns that Napa County uh, has. And I think uh, at least uh, the the tribal councils that I've had these discussions with certainly understand that. How much more careful do you think that you need to be serving in Sacramento versus serving on the Board of Supervisors here in terms of the things you say, the way they can be interpreted? How much more care do you have to take in the things that that you say? Well, as I'm being careful right now, Jeff. As you're being careful right now, exactly. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, generally... As you can recall, uh, when we first started conversing in 2000 on, you know, the issues mm-hmm. and, and everything, I was pretty careful even then as a county supervisor. As you get more uh, expertise on given subjects, more confident that your positions uh, mm-hmm. not only are realistic, but they're attainable uh, because you've been around long enough to see um, – the pluses and minuses of programs that are already in place and and how they've worked. Experience really matters. And so I'm not going to be going to, I've told my staff already, I've already had a big staff meeting. I've hired my entire staff. I'm probably one of the few freshmen uh, that have done that. Uh, But I took them all out to lunch on Monday or Tuesday, Monday of this week. And I just said, I use the analogy of the Giants, you know, small ball. What we're going to do is we're going to hit singles. We don't have to hit any home runs. We might, but we're not going there. What I want is no mistakes. I want good defense, no mistakes, and really work hard. And first and foremost, our concern is of the residents of District 4, things that we need. When the government needs our help, the cities 
of all these six uh, counties and the county themselves. They have needs all the time where they're looking to change state codes in order to help them attain some objectives that they have. That will be a first and foremost. Uh, and then, you know, after that, the industries that we serve within our district. Uh, and I think those two things are relatively straightforward and are respected by your um, you know, your colleagues in the assembly. But in terms of getting way out in front on, uh, on issues, I am more than likely, uh, um, as a freshman, going to uh, listen more than I talk. Mm-hmm. How much impact is there having a University of California campus in the district? It is huge. Uh, I'll tell you, just even in this issue right now with the, you know, the increases the tuition, in, in, right? in, in, in tuition, um, you know, normally, you know, other than my own personal opinion on, on these increases uh-huh. and how much it's gone up over the last 20 years, uh, which I think is appalling, um, I probably wouldn't give much thought to it. But since UC Davis is in uh, – you know, right in my district, I've had an opportunity to meet the chancellor. I've had an opportunity to go over and tour the campus and get a briefing on their whole financial makeup and and the complexities, uh, you know, of that and where the money's come from different sources. Um, I do have a, a different insight than I did before. Talk a little bit, and I want to follow on something you were talking about, taking your staff to lunch, a little bit behind the scenes, what it's like having been elected as, as a freshman and putting a staff together, what's involved in that? Well, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's a lot because, I mean, remember, the election was just November 4th, and so whatever time I was able to put in that was a time that I wasn't been able to put into the campaign and also a time that I wasn't involved as, you know, in some issue as a county supervisor. But, it you know, it was a lot. And I started, uh, I found a, a chief of staff right away and, and frankly, he has done a lot of the heavy lifting in that regard in hiring our staff. And um, um, it's, it, it's I, I'm very pleased because uh, of the time that we were fortunate because just of the demographics of this district, we had a pretty good idea about what the outcome would be. And so it was a good risk taking the time uh, to do it. And I really think that in the end, it'll pay off to uh, – you know, to me in, a, in our district, because uh, I got all of my first choices uh, of staff people, which brings a mix of age. I, you know, Jeff, I'm an old guy now up there. I mean, it just it blows my mind. I came home the other night, uh, last night from uh, Sacramento, and I attended this you know party, and I looked around the room, and there weren't many people that looked like me. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're old, oh, you know, old guy. Uh, but, you know, I do have uh, uh, another gentleman on staff that's got 30 years of legislative experience, mm-hmm. my chief of staff, and everybody else in the room, uh, women, men, young, uh, very well educated, very smart, um, and uh, have been on, uh, you know, have enough staff time with other legislators that uh, I really believe that uh, we put together a good team. To bring it closer to home, what's it going to be like leaving the Board of Supervisors after 14 years? Well, you know, I have absolutely loved this job. It has just been um, an incredible experience for me to, uh, you know, serve uh, the people of Napa County, particularly in District 4 again for uh, for Napa County. So it'll be tough. Um, there's a lot of incredible issues now that are going before 
you know, somebody made the comment to me, what a great time to uh, be leaving the Board of Supervisors where you've got about <laughs> five huge votes that, uh, you know, are coming the Board of Supervisors' way. You know, I've never, uh, I've never ducked any votes. You, you, you know you've that never been shy. When, when you've had, when there's been tough issues that you wanted to talk about, I'm always there. I'm always accessible. But these are um, these issues that are before the Board of Supervisors today, uh, although they're tough. Uh, they're nothing new. People want to make these things be the Armageddon of Napa, that we've gone too far, that we need to put a stop to everything. Uh, I believe that's nonsense. And I believe that at any given time, any one of these um, developments, whether they're vineyard developments or winery developments, just because of different nuances, water, trees removed, or water again, uh, visitation, uh, the excessive visitation, they all would have had the same importance and drawn up to a level of either the board of supervisors or the planning director having to make tough decisions. There does seem to be, and I don't know if this is your sense, but but certainly mine, there does seem to be a cyclical nature of this. I mean, you go back to around the time you first got on the board, these issues were being hotly debated at the time, and then they sort of went into remission for a while. Now they all seem to be back with many of the same players. You're you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I think that uh, the players, though, are different. Uh, There are some of the same players. We see the Sierra Club types in there and Chris Malin's in there. And, um, you know, they're all consistent on uh, their messaging. But in addition to them being there, there's a lot of neighbors there Mm -hmm. and neighbors that are concerned about – very valid issues. What I really, um, the conflict is that our general plan states that agriculture is the highest and the best use of our land. And there are some real legal issues uh, involved ahead for this board of supervisors uh, if all of a sudden their land use decisions don't reflect the general plan that they and the public put forward. Now, that doesn't mean that prospectively things can't be changed, new additions to the general plan or programs put in place to, uh, you know, to help support, uh, you know, a better sustainable uh, county can't be implemented. But for these particular projects, um, you know, I I think it's going to be tough decisions. Mm -hmm. How do you get replaced on the board? Talk a little bit about that. Um, my replacement will clearly be the decision of the governor of the state of California, Jerry Brown. That's the, the way the statute reads. And, um, um, how much influence does the local community, does the current board and the local community in general and you specifically, how much influence is there? You know, it's, it, it's my understanding that the governor, uh, will seek me out on this, uh, you know, appointment. Mm-hmm. He certainly has no obligation whatsoever to take my recommendation, but it's my understanding from uh, past supervisors that have moved uh, to the legislature that he has done that. Uh, he will uh, get uh, seriously engaged in it as soon as my letter of resignation is on the uh, uh, you know off uh, you know out of my office into the public. Um, and then I think yeah, community members. Uh, um, endorsements, so to speak, or mm-hmm. you know, letters of recommendation, those type of things are important to make sure that whoever he appoints is somebody that's uh, broad-based within the community and, and can do the job. 
And of course, as, as you say, to come back to your first point, there's a lot of issues sitting there before the board, so this has got to move forward with some alacrity, I would think. Yes, I do, I do too. I think it's, uh, in fairness to the rest of the board, uh, having a full contingent there, I could, I could see there'd be some issues where you'd have a two-to-two two vote, and you know, a two-to-two two vote means, uh, that means no. So uh, that third vote on the Board of Supervisors is a very important vote. Talk a little bit about uh, being in Sacramento from here. It's it's a commute, but it's a long commute on some days. How, do, how does that work for uh, assembly members from here? Well, the people that I've talked to, you know, certainly that commute can be done. If I had small children at home, I'd probably come home uh, frequently. But my plan, at least at this point in time, because uh, I am a freshman and I want to be able to represent my constituents kind of like I couldn't go up to Sacramento like I did on the Board of Supervisors and just show up every single day and try to do the job without being elected yet so I could learn on uh, my own nickel and not theirs like I did. But uh, what I can do is work harder. It's a steep learning curve. And and I think getting out – getting out and around Sacramento and meeting people is important. And so probably, uh, you know, three nights a week, I'll, I'll stay there. Is there a danger Are you from the people you've talked to, and obviously you've spent a lot of time talking to people up there, of spending too much time in Sacramento, that you get too isolated in that bubble up there, and that it's important to get back to, uh, to the constituents in all parts of the district? Oh, you know, and you can see that uh, we're – <laughs> yes. The, the answer to your question is absolutely yes. We can see it in two different ways. Number one, uh, in the decisions perhaps that a legislator might, you know, might be making because he's out of touch with his constituency. We've seen it in big time elections throughout our country mm-hmm. where people sure. that, uh, and you know, it, it's really interesting. I've seen it even in local elected, you know, politics, uh, uh, Woodland uh, or Yellow County supervisor, about seven years ago, was moving up the ranks uh, at CSAC and going to be president. That's the county's state association of counties. Uh-huh. And uh, he got on the wrong side of an issue, and uh, you know he was in Sacramento a lot instead of at home. He lost his job just recently. The League of Cities president, or uh, the mayor of a, a town in, in, in the down in the Palm Desert, you know, lost his job. So I think. Um, all politics is local, and you need to pay attention to what's happening locally. That's why being in the district uh, and having the district staff being out and about and be the the uh, elected official himself being in the district uh, the rest of the time, meaning Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is important. It's a seven-day-a-week job. And fi- in- Indeed. Finally, you had the endorsement of Congressman Mike Thompson. We talked about that at the time. What has he told you? What has he uh, helped you understand about this district and about this job? He's represented various parts of this district for, for a long time and has been up there in Sacramento. You know, I think his, uh, his counsel has been um, not overbearing at all. I mean, you know, Mike, he's kind of, um, you know, at the very beginning, he really questioned me tough, like, why do you want to do this? You know, <laughs> You know, are you aware of this? Are you aware of that? Just, I think it, it is more mostly uh, kind of instead of from a political basis, mm-hmm. he just wanted to make sure that uh, personally. I mean, I think that really impressed me the most about him. It was, it was a personal discussion. He cared about me 
you know, in terms of why I wanted to do this, right. if I would get out of it what I thought I would get out of it. And I think that uh, uh, while we share a great passion for big issues in Napa County, one of the great things about his endorsement and his advice is he's served every right. single one of these cities and county as they're either their senator or their congressman or both. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, that is the question that I'm sure you're still answering. People saying, why do you want to do this? Why did you want to go to Sacramento and face all this? Well, you know, Jeff, uh, after going through this uh, new assembly member training, I've been in there with 28 other or 27 other assembly members elect. And I believe these people have the same vision that I do, or at least most of them. Some of them are part of the political machines in Los Angeles and those type of places that, you know, they're part of staff and right. they, they don't have the same thing. But by and large, this open primary system that the voters of the state of California proposed is bringing legislators to Sacramento that are not far left or not far right. They're moderates. I've even noticed it in the Republicans in the room that, that I've at least had some opportunity to, to meet and speak with, that uh, they are moderate, that they're interested in getting things done. They're interested in the state of California that is going to take care of our kids, our grandkids, the next couple generations. Because with what's on the horizon now, what we're seeing with, you know, we already talked about it, university tuitions and water, agriculture, all these different things. Uh, it's going to take balance to, to right this ship. And, of course, as the great, late great political journalist Richard Ben Kramer wrote about in his great book, What It Takes, he said, wanting to make a difference is the ultimate drug. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> How true. <laughs> Assemblyman-elect Bill Dodd, thank you for coming in and being with us on NapaBroadcasting.com. Anytime, Jeff. Thank, thank you. you. You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.